I think I feel like there was a price tag associated with it, but it more or less was kind of what you're saying. Like if you can, if you can drive it away, you got it. <laughs> you know, go on now, push, so, pull, or drag it. <laughs> <laughs> Come, Come on, on down. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. Come on down to Sunday Chevrolet. We got a Saturn 1B booster. Got, got a fucking Saturn 1B. <laughs> what you got over there, honey? We'll make a deal on an automobile. Eclipse on Tap is brought to you by Ecliptic Brewing. Ecliptic Brewing, located in Portland, Oregon, brings you the best space beers ever made. Oh, without a doubt. The space beer trend is big, but no one does. They they own it. They own it. They absolutely own it. Legendary brewmaster John Harris really brings together his passion for space and beer together in now two locations in Portland, Oregon, Ecliptic Brewing and the Moon Room. Moon Room looks awesome. Gotta check it out. If you live in the Pacific Northwest, make it make it a destination. Some of the best beer you'll ever have. Go to the website too. Yeah, ecliptecbrewing.com. Check them out today. Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. Episode 53. 53. Oh my goodness. 53. 53. Crack 50, that beer. 53 still ticking. Mm, a very special beer. Um... This this whole podcast we're going to dedicate to Ecliptic Brewing. They have been just slinging beers our way. Uh, very grateful for their support and letting us try. And Nathan, take it away on this one. It is the most special we've ever probably received. Ecliptic Brewing 5000 Golden Barley Wine Ale aged in gin barrels. Numma, numma, numma. Not particularly long, long ago in a brewery that isn't too far, far away, an intrepid brewing team longingly or lovingly crafted their 5,000th batch of ecliptic beer. The beer is a big, brilliant golden barley wine ale that they carefully laid in cryo sleepy, laid into cryo sleep in great oak vessels that once held old Tom gin. Hmm. I've mm. never had old Tom. I haven't either. Yeah. Nor have I. <clears throat> you are now holding a part of that celebration batch. As a toast, for, as a toast from us. Here's to many more light years together. We couldn't have done it without you. Cheers, John Harris and the Ecliptic Brewing Crew. Oh, thank Cheers. you, sir. Cheers. Thank that you. is a, a fantastic um, thing oh, to, to share okay. with. <laughs> What's this sitting at? What are we sitting at? Care to take a guess? Uh, over over ten. Eleven. Lucky thirteen. Ooh, Ooh man, we're sampling. Yeah, we're they, sampling. See you second half, folks. Yeah. We'll see you on the other side. See you on the other um, side, yeah. But yeah, what a what a special beer. Uh, what's really cool about this one too, uh, and uh, again, I'm so grateful that they send us these in general, but then for us to get this one as well. Uh, we got like outside of, um, outside of his circles, right? Outside of the actual brewing company. We were the first, I think, to hear about this beer when we interviewed yeah. him on this here podcast. Yeah, that's, um, that's true. They had just had their 5,000th batch. Um, that's got a really nice pour to it. It does. It, they had just had their 5,000th batch, and he he was telling us, he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to do like some sort of barley wine and like gin barrel age it. Remember he was saying that? Yeah. So yeah. it's cool to see it come to fruition. Wonderful can, 5,000 batches. Yep. is a lot of batches. Cheers. And we'll cheers, cheers to that. 53. 53. 53. 
Oh, that one slaps. <laughs> you can taste the alcohol in that oh, one. Yeah. 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 It's, make no mistake. Yummy. We're celebrating 5,000 that, batches. That's actually warm going down yeah, there. It is. Yeah. yeah. You got that gin characteristic to it. Yeah. It, it, it has that kind of gin. <clears throat> you know, you get that like aftertaste in gin, like mm-hmm. that long burn. Yeah. It's got kind of yeah. got that same characteristic. That juniper flavor. Yeah. Almost like a Underberg. Which mm-hmm, would mm-hmm. pair well with this beer, I would have to say. Yeah, when we do our yeah. our Berg break, will be m- yeah. probably more necessary than ever before. Um, That's good, though. It's very yeah, good. Very good. It's uh, and I remember him saying on the podcast that we interviewed him that gin barrel or barrel aging in general is is sometimes tricky. You know, he was talking about the one where they left the um, uh, the beer in the gin barrel for way too long, mm-hmm. and then it mm. came out and it was like gin just gin (laughs) moonshine yeah moonshine essentially some sort of conglomerate turned into a lager (laughs) the gin took over (laughs) it became something that uh they didn't expect it yeah but this uh was obviously done with great care i can only assume with the 5000th batch oh yeah and i remember him saying he had fun he actually you know threw the boots back on and got in got involved with actually brewing this one uh given the special occasion so cheers to him cheers to the team cheers to colette for sending us these beers so we have four yeah. of them to try and we'll get through those all of them tonight oh I mean, that's a heavy maybe. task these, these starting are starting with a 13 percenter the, so the moon room is their new um their new spot and they spe- they're specifically making lagers at that at that spot and so they're yeah. all like yeah four or five percent so these will be yeah. fine okay. um two moon rooms two ecliptics the moon room is looking an underberg too. yes and an underberg to split yeah. the halves uh, of this episode, but yeah, the moon room is looking awesome. Their, their new location. Um, and the cans are amazing. I love like the, yeah. what, what, what was the word he used to describe the moon room? He was kind of talking how it's like a little bit more subdued and it's kind of like darker theme. Yeah. But yeah. he used the word, can't remember. Forget dusky or something. Yeah. Almost, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's supposed to be kind of like a, a different sort of theme. Yeah. You know, when you walk yep. in there, you get a different feel like, mm-hmm. like you're on the, you're on the moon. You yeah, know, and they're going for the I, like I, I hear a bass playing in the background, a little bit hazy as you walk yeah. in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, like the noir. People yeah. snapping their fingers. Yeah, a little jazz going. When Wait, if you're at a place where people are snapping their fingers, it's fancy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, well, it's, I don't think they're going for fancy. It's it's uh, sophisticated. Doo-doo. Yeah. It's like the uh, theme song to Pink Panther when yes. you walk in. So the Moon Room, if you're living in Portland, uh, definitely go check them out if you haven't already. Shout out to Portland in general. I saw a couple of um, people followed us on the socials uh, that were from Portland. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the welcome, podcast. Welcome to Team Eclipse on Tap. We're big in the Northwest. Yeah. We are. In the PNW. <laughs> That's uh, right. <laughs> Bra. Bra. Bra, we're big in the PNW. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna actually stop you when you said slinging beers because that that is the new term. I think I feel yeah. like it's slinging bevs. Slinging, slinging bevs. Yeah. We you know we got slung some bevs last night. I'm a little tired today. I am but, too. Uh, a little crusty, but yeah. these beers will help that like wash this, that crustiness take, away. Yeah, it'll bevel the edge a little bit. Yeah. That's yeah. another term we haven't really used in a while. Bring that one yeah. back. It's oh, yeah, qual- I forgot about that. Quality podcasting. Yeah. Oh, you know, that term, bevel the edge. The terms that we use to describe <laughs> yeah. how hungover we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was neat to see some Portland listeners um, kind of engaging with what we got going on. And um, we feel like we're just in a uh, really 
good spot and it's been a great year uh so far as ter- in terms of the podcast last month uh for episode 52 meeting with speciation on site and uh we'll get into some interesting discussions we've had since that podcast with them uh maybe a little fun. bit later it was super yeah. fun it was just yeah. a great um atmosphere uh, obviously ward and mitch are great people and uh we're looking forward to some things in the works with them oh yeah so, it's going to be good times. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, episode 53 <clears throat> is, you know, spring's here. It hasn't, hasn't seen the sun in... It, yeah, I haven't seen the sun in, like, f- five weeks. Spring hasn't really sprung. No. I wouldn't say. Yeah. We're kind of in that... But it can't It can't figure out how to get sprung. <laughs> well, this is actually kind of like we've been a little bit spoiled, you I feel like. You get sprung! <laughs> yeah. We've been a little bit spoiled, I think, over the last like handful of years with early springs, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Early warm springs, and uh, this is kind of normal. I think we're back to the normal, yeah. crappy yeah. spring, but so we'll get through it. Do we want to talk... Actually, that's a, what I'm thinking right now on the fly here. We've got our stuff to talk about with the eclipse and speciation. We've got some alien stuff, of course. Why wouldn't we? What do we want to do first? Let's mm-hmm. dive into aliens, I think, the second Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we've got a Martian lager, don't we? Um, we have a Marzen lager. Marzen. Close enough. It's kind of Martian. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, we can let's, we'll let's use let, our imagination. We'll let the uh, 5,000th batch settle in our systems, and yes. then we'll get into the aliens. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So talking speciation, that's a good segue anyway, because the last time that you heard from us, we were over there um, doing the recording, of course. They, um, or Ward and, and Mitch have been just great proponents of what we have going on and our, our passion for what it is that, like why we do this podcast. And so we we're talking to them, of course, about the eclipse 2024, April 8th. And I think we, or you propose, or somebody pr- proposed the idea of doing a totality themed beer, like an eclipse beer with them. Um, and it's going to happen. Oh Ward, yeah. Ward was all over that. He yeah. Was like, he's so <laughs> He's got. He's, he's got, got a plan. It down. He, the man has a plan. He's very passionate about what he does, and and then when he, we mentioned this, I think uh, I think that definitely he's super excited about it. And we're two years away. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a hell of a beer. I know that, but it will be. We'll and we'll, uh, we'll have some time to work out what we're gonna do. I think we're gonna yeah plan to meet up with him and yeah. Talk he's about got uh, a couple different ideas. That was what's what's so cool is like he. It's not like they're waiting for us. Re- I mean, they're they're like into it with us. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a collaborative effort, and um, you know, we talked about how it would be like a dream come true if we somehow collabed with one of our brewing um, partners, and it's it's going to happen. It yeah. will happen. Like it's um, really exciting. You know, it took me a while to like let that sink in. Yeah, we're gonna make a beer. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it is. It's happening. Well, we've talked about doing it, um, and even you know trying to do our own what were we talking about doing like our own moonshine or mm-hmm. something like that even like mm-hmm. back in the early days uh for the the 2024 eclipse we thought about doing something to commemorate it this will be yeah. even better it will be because it'll it'll have a layer of professionalism that we're not capable <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah we, we don't know how to brew beer at least not very well um so that's going to be awesome he's got some stuff all mapped out already different options different we could do this or we could try this or we could do all three like it it's just amazing so he should the ambition is there we should pitch the aphid hop yeah. to him like what do you think about aphids in yeah. the beer what type of flavors would that impart <laughs> probably won't go so well 
But we need to make a t-shirt too that just says like aphid hops or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. With a little aphid. Because it's become a recurring theme on this yes. on this podcast. We'll make the aphids little <laughs> mini aliens that are on the hops. Perfect. Yeah. One of the things is I, I was most excited about is like our bike rides up there and then starting like an astronomy night up there. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's going to be, that'd be so much fun in their little patio. Yeah. And it is exactly the core of what it is that we're trying to do. Like yeah. get people drink to some get beers, just casually get out, stargaze. look up at the night sky and just gain some perspective in doing that. Feel good about just space. I mean, it's, it's a, it's something that too many people, um, this day and age, we've talked about it many times. They just go through their life thinking that they're the, they're the little, they take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they do. I think yeah. they do. Yeah. So that would be um, a fantastic way to kind of bring that to life. And we've, we've enjoyed, we got lucky. When was that? that a couple of weeks ago, we did get a warm week and we went up there for a ride after and um, they're just, they've just been so great. So we, we rocked the new kit in <coughs> speciation. We did. Yep. Order ourselves a couple of beers and rode our bikes home. Through a kind of dangerous spot in Grand Rapids. Yeah, Fulton was cl- or Fuller was yeah. closed, so we had to dogleg through some other other areas, yeah. and it was. You got your stoplight or stop sign sprints in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was interesting, but yeah. but uh, yeah, so there's a lot of work of things in the works with them, and just the the idea of like, I mean, their well, their little spot as we discussed in episode 52, we can where you can hear it with more detail. Um, their spot is set back from the road, so you even though you're in the middle of a city, you you are going to get some decent sky. On, yeah. a, on a cl- clear night and uh excuse me you have a scenario where it's just going to be the summertime people are drinking good beers we get people active and out and you, and if you can if you want to ride you can ride if you want to just come up or, well they'll, i'm sure they'll have a thing posted about timing and everything yeah we'll get it all in the works yeah and uh they're they're i guess they're setting and we talked about it in the last episode too but um just it's almost like, you know, you go outside of the patio, it's like going to your backyard. Yeah. It's the same kind of feeling when you go out there because it literally is like a grassy, you know, patio backyard. So it'll be fun. They've got the vibes. Yeah, they do. They got they got the prime set up for it. So we'll... Uh, and they're slinging bevies. <laughs> they're slinging bevies left and right. Left and right. Get yourself a sour. Yeah, some of the best. Oh, yeah. So we'll have that in the works. Um and just, you know, it's that feeling of going out and watching someone look through a telescope for the first time. You know, we've, I think we've all experienced that. It's pretty funny. Like people react in, yeah, like ways that you wouldn't imagine. The amount of people that like, if you bring a tel- <coughs> telescope to, to like a place like speciation, you get Saturn in and, and like tell them actually, yeah, you can see like the rings on Saturn. Mm-hmm. Their mind is blown. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it's like. Yeah, well, I mean, it's relatively close to us, and you in can, the in the grand scheme, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can, yeah, you can definitely make out the rings. No way, like, and you can, yeah, you know, they, if you if you've not a not looked through a telescope before, you're accustomed to just seeing like what's the brightest star, you know, oh, yeah. that's Saturn. No, like we, you look through a telescope and see it, you can actually make out what it is. It's not just a, a bright star out there. Yeah, yeah, and and people maybe are used to like the telescope they got when they were eight from the Discovery Channel store. A retractable yeah. one. Remember that store, by the way? Do you, do you guys have a Discovery y- Channel we did. store? I think we did at uh, the mall over here. Yeah, that place that was after my time. That place was legit. Um, it was it was big when like like the pro team was Discovery. Oh, like that was Discovery was at an all time high. Anyway, um, the telescopes that they sold, you know, like. It does, it's just a big magnifying glass in a tube, pretty much. I mean, that's what a telescope is, but 
to to its most raw form it was just this crappy little thing right yeah so you get a real telescope out there people see the rings people see a globular cluster whatever it may be and they just lose their mind yeah, yeah. We, we could uh, yeah we'll start like a uh astronomy club night over there That'd yeah be, and then get the race chaser over there he'd love that mm-hmm. yep and he would be all about it he knows he would be the perfect person to have there because he actually knows where to find stuff but yeah yeah we we yeah. are still it's a um, shame he doesn't drink beer we uh are still um kind of acquiring that sense of the night sky and we're untouchable compared to his knowledge of just looking at the night sky knowing where things are without the app (laughs) without the starfinder app he's such a pro at that so um i just can envision a nice warm evening in the summertime it's going to be amazing so keep keep your eyes out for that if you're in the local area it's going to be coming down the pipe and uh, we're, we're going to be excited. Keep your eyes out for that new Eclipse on Tap kit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start seeing it around. I rocked it the other day. This past weekend, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah I've worn it outside a couple sleep. times. It is uh, super nice, and you'll see it at Grattan here. See, we'll start posting once the, the season turns over here. Yeah. We can get outside on a more regular basis. We'll be posting away. So um, excited to share that with the world, too. Still got a lot of the crew that needs to get their kit from me. Oh, yeah? Pickups? Yeah. Come on, people. Come on. Got yeah. trunk full of kit. Come on, get it. Come on. Um, I get did. I wore it. Um, the vest I'm wearing now for the video. I, I wore it um, on the way back from Speciation when David and I were there for, for some beers on the ride. Yeah. Because it's getting a little chilly at the end of the night. It was nice. It was so nice to ride. It, it, it really is. It's very comfortable to, to ride in even. The, yeah. the original one that Gary gave me, that was, I guess I was, uh, I've had it a year. So it was prior to this winter i took it over like wintertime mountain biking and it was like if you got ripping it all you need to unzip it it's that warm yeah yeah and it's got the it's pockets like, it's but so it's nice. like perfect for like ride home from the bar at the mm-hmm. end of the night and yep that's that's i think that's how we'll position it yeah <laughs> that's what it's that's its function it's the bar vest also carries three beers very very conveniently very conveniently yeah. with pockets in the back and um, you carry your underberg in the back too yeah everything to anything know. you could ever need um, so if you haven't, if, if you're on the team and you haven't picked up your kit, come get it. Iron Mike, I'm talking to you. Iron Mike's been, uh, in warm climates. Asshole. I don't blame him. He's been traveling the, the whole country. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So all these things to say with, with speciation, we were just, it was such a momentum booster for us. Uh, so thank you again to Mitch and Ward and that whole team at speciation for hosting, hosting us. Um, we just feel like we're very, very much a part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, you get a new partner and we were all excited about it. Yep. Because it's like, oh, fucking love speciation and sorry about the language. Um, but, you know, you, you don't know what you you don't know what you're going to get going into like an actual relationship. Like we knew Ward mm-hmm. and I didn't know Mitch. I didn't know what to picture him as or anything like that. But then you sit down for a podcast with them and it's like. It's like sitting around a table with friends yeah. that you've known for a long time, and it, it went great. And I think they're as excited about it as we are. Yes. Yeah. And, and then it's you know it's like ecliptic where John comes on and yeah he's excited it, about the podcast. It's just feels good to have those those uh, relationships building. Yeah, it's like whenever you engage in something new with people you don't know, you're always looking for some something like a res- something to reciprocate. It doesn't have to be something big. You're talking even just like in a conversation 
reciprocating. I, I just want you to be a guy that I'd want to, or a gal that I would want to sit down and have a beer with. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And chill with. And so the, exactly. you know, like you said, it's first time we all met, met Mitch and, um, and it's as if he was just here with us now, um, as a, as a guest here on, on site in pub 39A, it wasn't this awkward thing at all. Um, I didn't feel like we were, uh, stretching his time or any, like he, no, he was like right. just rolling with us. Yeah, and then we've, you know, we've talked to Ward before. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, he, he's, he's just, he's hilarious. Number one, he's the funniest. Yeah. And he's just a great guy. And, um, he loves brewing. He loves, he loves the uh, mystery of a uh, space. He shares that passion with us, you know, mm-hmm. and I've actually talked to, um, uh, just a couple of people that I, I just know, like from work that happen to ride bikes and th- stuff like that. And, I mentioned that, you know, we're partners with them and everything. And they're like, yeah. oh, and holy shit. You know, you guys, you know, you, you guys like speciation. I'm like, hell yeah, we do. We're going to be doing, you know, group rides out of there. And we're going to do, mm-hmm. I think there's plans that w- for this summer we'll do, you know, a couple of uh, uh, meetups uh, for like an A and a B group and do laps around the lake and then meet back at the, at uh, speciation for a beer afterwards and things mm-hmm. like that. They're all on board with doing that. So I think it's just, I think a lot of people, uh, I think locally that are in, into craft beers and all that kind of stuff are um you know that i think it, the two go hand in hand really it's cycling yeah. and, and craft beer really I mean, oh they definitely do they do and space we found the the niche um i think his name is eric one of the bartenders at speciation one of the um folks up at the front of the house uh he was he was like yeah i can't believe uh like you guys found this little niche it's like they all go together and we're like, yeah, well we kind of grew into that. You know, we like started to, to realize that people that like space also probably drink beer. And uh, in a lot of cases, like the outdoors, like to going for rides, it all kind of, there's some synergy there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. So it's, it was a moment like in, in, in step brothers where we're like, did we just become best friends? Yeah. (laughs) Except that happened like right from the first second we, we said, Welcome to episode 52. Yes, exactly. Like that, yeah. that was the cool part. And it happened even before we started recording. That's the, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. we, the bond occurred then, you know, I yeah. think it's, um, yeah, it's exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely go check speciation out too. If you're local, we've got two flavors for you. If you're in the, if you're in the PNW, go to ecliptic. If you're in Grand Rapids, go to speciation. The GRR. Yeah. The GRR. Fly into the GRR. <laughs> Hop Take- on the belt line. <laughs> Take the belt line. You've landed in the six one six. Oh man, the, yeah, it, it it's just fun. It's going to be a, a good partnership with them. Yeah, good friendship. Yeah. And uh, what else we got going in space news? Some launches. There was. Uh, yeah, I was going to say we've. Well, yeah, we also had the, the catastrophic disassembly of one of the Apollo rockets. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But. So at the Marshall. Um, Space Flight Center in Alabama. Um, it was a very active place when during the Apollo era, uh, but it is, I think, now turning into just not as utilized. And there are some some relics, some absolute legendary History. artifacts History. that are still on site there um, or in the surrounding area. And one of those was a Saturn 1B booster. The whole thing, the whole thing. And um, NASA didn't really know what to do with it. And so they just decided we're going to hire a demolition contractor and they just destroyed it. It's a shame. It's a crime Fire. Shame. Yeah. Fire that clown. Did Damn it. Get this man on somebody, the phone. I mean, somebody would have, somebody would have just taken that. Like, like 
They offered it, yeah. yeah they did, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they offered it to people. All right. 250K, I think, is what they wanted for it. Well, I mean, at that point, if you're going to demolish it, just, just yeah, give, it give it away. away. Donate yeah. it to Give it to a else. museum or like... Yep. Take it apart and give the boosters to a museum. Give the actual, you know, yeah. engines. A, I mean, 250K or what does it cost you to even demolish the thing? I mean, it can't be cheap. Probably around, I would assume it's in like a, you so, know, so close just, to six digits. Instead of 250K, if you want it, come and pick it up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so there was I, a I would have chartered a damn train to go down there and get it. Yeah. So that we could have had it in our backyard. Yeah, for sure. I mean, don't, was, take, don't take your Ford Ranger there to go pick it up. No, you're going to need something bigger than that. But so they had it listed for like over a year, I think, in this kind of public domain where they were waiting for someone to, it was kind of like, I think, I feel like there was a price tag associated with it, but it more or less was kind of what you're saying. Like, if you can, if you can drive it away, you got it. <laughs> you know, go on now. Push, so, pull, or drag it. <laughs> <laughs> Come, Come on down. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. Come on down to Sunday Chevrolet. We got a Saturn 1B booster. Got, got a fucking Saturn 1B. <laughs> what you got over there, honey? We'll make a deal on an automobile. Uh, you can't trust those guys with coats and ties. They're bound to tell you little, little white lies. <laughs> <laughs> For the Saturn 1B. And they just demolished it. So there were some Twitter photos of it just getting crushed Shit. by excavator. Did you read the comments? People were so pissed. Yeah, people were really pissed. For, you, for good reason. You could have like you could have even made like a house out of that thing. Really. I mean... How cool would that be? I live in a, I live in a Saturn One B booster. That would have been pretty that would, cool. That would be badass. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, you know, like that whole container home fad that went around. <laughs> I live in a Saturn One B. Exactly. <laughs> you could have made that thing like three floors, and oh man, yeah, you could have done what uh, kind of like what um, Broadleaf did with the shipping containers. Yeah, turn it, turn it into a spank spank tank. <laughs> 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 the spank tank saturn 1b the seven 1b <laughs> it's like a penthouse but it's a saturn 1b yeah i mean the the possibilities are endless they're endless you could do so many things i mean yeah. can you imagine just going down there even if they did like just open it up for um, kind of tearaways, and you know, like you could just take one of the engines and like su- build a table out of it. Yeah, I'm surprised like Elon didn't jump in there. Yeah, you know, I, I yeah, just as a, like a historian, like you or like within the space community, you would think he would want something like that. You know, 250k to him, like just put it on display at like the Gigafactory yeah. or something. Like this is a part of what we're striving for mm-hmm. with SpaceX. Like, yeah, this is exactly a yeah, piece of just, history. It, yeah, no, or, no one would be where we are in space travel if it weren't for those types of right. that era, right? So then, like I was sending the other one where there's the the testing, like the hold down tower where they did hold down tests for the Saturn uh, five boosters. They did hold down tests for a and bunch I, of. Things. I think you you mentioned it, but like, I can see tearing that kind of thing down. Yeah, because it's but like you got an actual rocket that like contributed to our our space exploration, and you're just gonna like. Like the pictures they had, it was just like a bulldozer rolling the thing over. Yeah, like, it's sad. Yeah. They didn't even lay her down easy. They just no. literally took oh. the excavator and Give just it a started ending. Come on. it up. They Fill it with fuel one last time and let it blow. Send it off to the ocean and let it become a coral reef or something. like. Yeah. <laughs> or even, I mean, literally just bring it down to the Cape. They got so much land down at the Cape. Just mm-hmm. put it on display down there. Yeah, like the Saturn yeah. V that they have in its full 
length they have uh, just laying down on the way out to the vehicle assembly building. Just like yeah. it's just on display. I don't understand. Or even like Huntsville, the rocket garden there. There's tons of rockets. Mm-hmm. There's there's a Saturn 1B that is fully laying down there. There's a Saturn 5 standing up. Like also, There's plenty of things they could have done with that. So I don't really understand that. Um, and it just, like you said, Nathan, it doesn't make sense to me that they don't have the money or the, the time or the ability yeah. to do so because the demolition of that likely, and the demolition and um, disposal of that was likely what it would have cost for someone, you know. Right. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, it's like a drop in the bucket for their budget. That'd be so cool even just to take a uh, take a saw down there and cut out just a piece of it mm-hmm. like a piece that has like the american flag that'd yeah and put cool. it up in a frame or something i don't yeah there's so many things they could have done and they did the worst thing yeah though i could keep going with the things that you could do with that right now government mean, yeah yeah doesn't make any sense so much red tape and you know there was probably some weird conversations being had about it and everyone knew that it wasn't the right thing to do but they still did it anyway story of my story of my life classic so um that was sad to see for sure and and it just i hope hopefully it's not a trend i hope that they don't start doing that with other if they do that to the saturn 5 that's standing up at huntsville oh they'll never do that they just repainted that thing i'll kill someone <laughs> yeah well that apparently that's not even like a real saturn 5 i've heard i've heard that's mm. just like a literally replica? like a replica of it oh. but a full-scale one i've heard that that might it might be I know that there are some at um, the Rocket Garden in Huntsville and the Rocket Garden at the Cape um, that are replicas. Yeah. But I don't know if... Yeah, I can't remember. The um, This one was not a replica that they demolished. This one was a real deal, yeah. Saturn 1B booster. And um, But yeah, like I said, it's, it just hopefully doesn't become a trend because it just it's not fair to that it's era. A, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like you wouldn't go into like a American history or natural history museum or yeah, American history museum and like, all right, the first Ford model T that was built like, Oh, it doesn't run anymore. Let's just demolish it. Like, come on. That's, yeah. That, that's where I, I don't know. It just bothers me. Like why, why yeah. would you destroy it? The whole community, the whole like space community on Twitter and everything, they, you know, everyone was upset about it and, the reality, which is almost worse, is that it did take a long time. Like I said, they had it in that public space for a while on, on sale, quote unquote, and they just dragged the whole process out. Right. Like, even after all that time, like how much time did they waste in money just doing that? And then at the end of it all, they just were like, yeah, just throw it out. Assholes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it reminds me, you know what it's like? I saw this today. Commuting home. I was going to let the dogs out at lunch. I'm at the corner of Burton and Breton. And we're at the red light. The per- there was the there was a woman in a car in front of me who was in the wrong. Like I was going to turn onto Burton, but for those that don't know, the lanes merge ahead, and you get this classic douche that's in the right hander is going to try to speed ahead of you, and cut you off. Well, on top of the fact they were already in the wrong lane, we're at the red light. She just opens the door, drops off like throws a bag of it looked like a McDonald's bag just full of probably her recent McDonald's just sets it on the ground closes the door still a red light just goes across and just zooms away you have got to be kidding me swear to god it was it was terrible I've given up on humanity it was terrible that it is almost the same thing it's yeah that's what I'm saying demolishing the 1B you're on the same level it it takes the same type of person so it's like come on now let's get it together oh my god unacceptable 
And that goes for both stories. It's unacceptable. Destroy the one B, leave your shit on the ground, destroy planet Earth. Yeah. Like, and it, it's unacceptable. It was one of those situations, too, where, like... Now I'm pissed off. If she... <laughs> now you pissed me off, damn, damn it. it. Um, if it wasn't... If she didn't, like, zoom through the light... Like, I'm not really one to... You know, get out of my car and start some of an, an engagement. Oh, I'm, I'm not I think as confrontational. This, miss. Yeah, but I want. I almost wanted to do that, right? Yeah. Like, and um, and who knows? Maybe I'd be famous on a on a TikTok video. <laughs> you pull around her and just block her car in. Yeah, exactly. Something like to pretty much be like, what the hell? Like, this is a a common oops, a common truth that we all know. Like, you don't do this yeah. kind of shit. And uh, but then to make matters worse, she just zoomed right through the red. Oh, great. After having sit, sat there, we were sitting I'm, at the red for a couple I'm not even surprised minutes. by that now. No. No. And she could have she could have been T-boned by somebody in a car Do that... Do better, uh, humanity. Come on. Yeah. Like... I'm all fired <laughs> up. Damn it. How... how uh, now, let me ask you this. How old were we talking here? Was she... Like 20s. 20, okay, so probably Gen Z. Probably Gen Z. Okay, so there's... That answers... That really does answer that yep. one. Um, they've been they've been a pain in my ass here for a little while. Yep. These Gen Z kids. Yeah, they just that's the thing is that. Um, and if you if you're a listener and you're Gen Z, um, don't be one of them. Well, yeah, you're fine. You're good. But you keep you, listening to this podcast. It's the best advice we can give you. If you're listening to this and you're at Gen Z, then you're not a part of this this facet of Gen Z, right? Like you've yeah, already true. you've already proven. I didn't mean to offend Gen yeah, Z people by yeah. that comment. But no, you're right. What the thing about Gen Z is that they don't care about anything. Like it's no. just like this, almost like a. a you know, you've seen the trends in the way that the the, the workforce is going. Um, which a lot of it's fine, but guys, another beer? I'm thirsty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we're long story short, tonight. NASA, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not happy with you. And then to this lady, none of us are. NASA, you're acting like a damn Gen Z. And if this lady is a listener of this, <laughs> if this lady is a listener of this podcast, we are blocking you. We don't need your kind around here. Yeah. How hard is it to throw your McDonald's into the trash can? Damn it. All right, next one. You filled your um, body with garbage. The least you could do is not throw your garbage on the earth. Yeah, absolutely. So oh. we're, I think we should do the slide down from the 13 to like the 6 and then to the loggers. I think yeah. that probably makes sense. Sounds good. Just so, keep the heavy ones coming. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is... Uh, First uh, half's going great so far. Let's tank it. Yep. Let's let's keep it rolling. Um, another ecliptic beer. Again, I, like I said, they, they in the last couple of months have just been slinging bevs. Um Vega IPA series. This is one we're very familiar with, and uh, it just Give came the rundown. in the mail today. Ooh, fresh. This is as fresh as it could be. So the note from Colette for Vega IPA number thirteen. We've been privy to I think quite a few of these Vegas. Mm, we have. Uh, this, this is this has got to be eight or nine. I think six and a half. No, 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 eight or nine. Oh, sorry, Vegas thought, that we've had. I thought you were talking ABV. Uh, yeah, it's 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 got to be getting close to double digits. Yeah. Um, this one is an official Pink Boots collaboration, and they talk about what Pink Boots is at the bottom. Vega IP, IPA number 13 is hopped exclusively with the 2022 Pink Boots blend. Mm. Floral and fruity, this hop blend showcases bright melon and orange while finishing super clean and dry. Vega IPA is an experimental hop playground for our curious and creative brewers to continuously source new and unique hops. They explore the boundaries of the IPA style, and the result is a fresh and distinctly different IPA for each new release. 
This beer is dedicated to the women in the craft beer industry who put it all, who put in all the important hard work. A portion of this beer's proceeds are donated to the Pink Boots Society. So it's a collaboration with this group that uh, showcases and empowers women in the brewing industry. Hell pretty, yeah, we're rocking cool. the pink on the kit. We yep. rock the pink. And the sticker, so they put the sticker uh, for the video. We'll, we'll show a close-up. But the Vega IPA, each one has its own sticker. It's like an exclusive event when the new one drops. And this is the number 13 sticker, and it's, it's in pink. Uh, which is really cool. The first thing, when I first opened it, I thought of our kit. It's like the same pink. Yeah. It's like the exact same shade. It's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, cheers to this one. Six and a half percent ABV. And what we've learned uh, over the course of drinking these Vegas is that no two are the same. This is this is correct. I always look each, forward to this. Each, yeah, each one has been a little bit different. And they also hit different too. They do. And so the last, one, the last Vega was not very hazy. This one, oh, I'm spilling a little. It's all good. Just Keep a couple composure. drips. Just a couple drips. It didn't Keep overflow. Don't worry, folks. It didn't overflow. It looks really good. It looks amazing. Yeah, and it's uh, just the perfect balance of maybe a little bit of haziness. I'll pour yours, David. And I will not spill. I almost sipped it. It just called my name. All right, cheers. Quick, 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 quick. I want to drink. I want to drink. He's thirsty. The man's thirsty. John. Ooh. Hops. Very good. Hops, hops, A lot baby. of hops. Let's go. A lot very of hops good. and light. Yeah, drinkable, but uh, very hoppy. So what I, what I read about this, I did a little exploring into this collaboration I like this a lot. in detail. Very good. So I you like know it. they reference this is hopped exclusively with the 2022 Pink Boots blend, right? Mm. I was like what does that mean? So I looked it up and from what I understand the Pink Boots organization um, like brewed like this blend of hop or not brewed but created this blend of hops and then whoever wanted to collaborate got that blend and then they got to take their own you know do whatever they wanted to do with it. They could have done Hmm. probably a number of things you know but they That's decided cool. they decided to toss it into their vega series because it made sense slung it in there. slung it in yeah yep. and and it's a playground yep and then you get, get the this. pink boots in it so yeah exactly so that's pretty cool so i'm sure that there's other breweries that were also doing pink boots collabs and um it just it just seemed like it fit it was like a puzzle piece when yeah. i opened it so this really is good. really cool it's I mean, a really good one after that barley wine it, like it is that barley wine was so heavy Mm-hmm. This is like a a nice crisp. It is very hoppy. crispy. Yeah, crispy, hoppy. It's, oh, it's crispy. Drinkable. Got very very good. Cheers um, to the pink boots. Cheers and to ecliptic. Cheers to ecliptic for yet another Vega IPA. There's not been a single Vega that I have tried that I didn't like. Not no. a single one. No, absolutely. I mean, they've been they have been quite different awesome. though. Like we've had some that are real hazy. Mm-hmm. We've had some that are clear. Like, yeah, or, like yeah, yeah, like clear or more transparent than this um this this ranks up there for me though this yeah, is a really definitely. good one a lot of flavor but not like heavy super good so we'll we'll uh, post some photos of these and uh, if you're in the portland area definitely go get this i can't even i'm so jealous of those of you that get to go take take this off the did tap. you see that yeah that's, oh. that's got to be so good sorry but ecliptic did you see they have a um a salesman out in colorado now Mm-hmm. i did see that yeah 
Yeah, they're expanding. Um, well, they were in Colorado already. But a ski trip next year. Yeah, that's like, remember, I, they yeah. have it all. They've got it there. Yeah. And it, this is only going to make it uh, more prevalent in the area. They're up in their sales game in Colorado. Got to bring them over here. Yeah, we do. Got to do it. It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, when I saw that post, I was like, oh, David would be perfect for that. <laughs> Just, that I, would be so I, much I did fun. see that too. I was like, oh, man, that's a dream job. That right would be there. so much fun. Yeah, that'd be a I lot mean, of fun. Is it really work if you get to sling ecliptic brewing? You're just yeah. yeah. You just sling at sling out the uh, the Vegas to people. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So ecliptic. If you ever want to distribute to Michigan, you know who to call. D Wells, your We're boy. Looking at you. Yep. Give Should, us um, give us a shout. Yeah. No. Very very generous of them. I mean, it seems like you know every other week or so we get a message from you. Yeah. Uh, that they sent a, a new beer. And, yeah. They've uh, been on a kick lately. Yeah. yeah. They've been like more than generous with uh, with with handing out the slinging the beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Yep. And they actually, so what we discussed a little bit, I think on episode maybe 51, two ago, uh, they sent us a couple of um, kind of darker uh, bourbon barrel age stuff. And, and some of them were ones that we were lucky enough to try the last year. And so we've talked about it on the podcast. Some of them were new, uh, kind of like Batch 5000, where it's like, oh yeah, we're going to drink this and we're going to talk about it. But for the ones that we've already had, we've got a little stock now and we're going to to age them. Yep. Um, so I've got, I know I've got two, I've got, you've two. got two. Um, so we'll, we'll have our little cellar and crack those in the future. Yeah. That'll be amazing. But, yeah. uh, yeah, we're actually, we've just been rolling, rolling through we this podcast. So we'll take a quick break. Um, break. I need we'll a take our Berg and we'll enjoy this Vega IPA number 13 pink boots edition. Be back with you in a few. Cheers. 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 Eclipse on Tap is also brought to you by one of our long-standing friends. He's our official shop supplier. Rockford Bike Shop, George T. Swansea, his wife Katie, Geese, the team over there is awesome. If you want great prices, awesome selection of product, they have more in the state than, than really any other dealer I know of right now. And just professional service. I mean, I only trust my bike to George at Rockford Bike Shop. He can do it all. You really can. Whatever you need for your bike, whether you are a uh, recreational rider or a full-blown racing cyclist, George has what you need, and he'll get your bike in tip-top shape for the spring season. Welcome back from the break, the Berg break, where we all indulged in a fantastic Underberg. Um, Provided by provided by Underberg Underberg Martin, yeah. Um, it is the best thing you can do if you're just looking to cleanse the palate, become bright and alert, cleanse bright the palate, alert. settle that tummy down, get into the second num, half num, of num, whatever num, num, num. whatever you're doing. We had a couple of good uh, ecliptic beers. Speaking and, of which, uh, Devo, yeah, you haven't read one. Let's oh, go ahead oh, and uh, I let's can't. see. You have the choice. Oh shit! Get my I reading can't, glasses. I can't read anyway. Um. What do you think we want to do, guys? We got to do the Marzian. Marzian? Yep. I think that I agree with that. October First off, the, the label is amazing. Green. Yeah. Like a Martian. Very, like, I don't know. There's a certain, like, just like their spot, subdued quality to it. That's really appealing, I think. Like, All right. It's not in your face. Yeah. Moonroom series. The Marzian. Laga. Mazian. All right. 
Moonroom series. All right, here I go. Here I go. The 2022 Ecliptic Brewing Moonroom series is our ode to all things lager beer. Traditionally brewed in spring, this German-style lager has notes of light toast balanced with a crisp and clean hop presence. Come visit the Moonroom at Southeast Portland, 930 Southeast Oak Street. It is 5.7%. All right. It's going to be good. Sounds the, amazing. It crack is. Um, the, Come on. Crack I got to say, the label is awesome. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a, God. The first Moon Room <laughs> oh, crack man. was nice. That was, that was one of the best. Ooh, that's darker than I thought. Yeah, that is, a Marzen that's is a like, surprise. It's usually, you know, Oktoberfest beers. Yeah. That's mar like a Marzen yeah. lager. So they usually kind of have that amber. One of my, that's, Marzen beers are among my favorite. That time of the year where it's like late summer, early fall. Yeah. And all the Oktoberfest beers come out. Oh, man, it's amazing. It's the best time. It's kind of got the color of like a uh, um, big red or a mm -hmm. triumph. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to the moon room. Ooh, super smooth. Oh yeah, that's very smooth. There's a like there's and I'm saying this in the best way. There's like a creaminess to it, like a smooth quality compared to something like an IPA. That's yeah, kind of more it's of a punch. A, yeah, this is All very right. smooth. First three ones that we tasted tonight. What's your favorite so far? For me, mm. this this one. I like the smooth quality. I'm going I like, Vega. I like the the lighter the lighter taste. I'm going Vega. Vega. I like the like. Vega was pretty heavily carbonated. It, it, was, it was like yeah. one of those, you know, really light but hoppy carbonated brews. I, that that's kind of my. I like all jam. of them, but if I had to pick, I'd say yeah. Vega. Vega, yeah. yeah. The um, it was an IPA that was more hop forward than it was like malt forward. Like Although, a two hearted is super malty. Yeah. yeah. If I was gonna sit down and have a beer, Marzian might be the one for me. Yeah, it's it's something i would see pairing very well with food yeah making steak a, yeah cooking a meal some green beans green bean casserole roasted or something yeah asparagus head to the moon room get yourself get yourself some get yeah, amongst it can we talk sling we, a beer can sling we talk aliens yet yeah so aliens has been a topic of conversation over the last i would say two years on a fairly frequent basis for good reason mm. For good reason, good and reason. that would that is, it's I been, joined the podcast. Well, you joined the podcast, <laughs> but but also it's been prevalent in even mainstream news, right? Yeah. Like we've seen these releases of, um, either information becoming declassified or public arenas essentially kind of joining the conversation. Folks, we're not talking about YouTube videos. We're talking about the Pentagon releasing. Joe made. Yeah, we're talking about real stuff. Let, really, me, yeah. let me read you the uh, headline. This is the newest. From Live Science. UFOs left radiation burns and unaccounted for pregnancies. New Pentagon report claims. 1,500 pages of USO rela U I'm sorry, UFO rela <laughs> related research were just declassified as part of a uh, FOIA request. Freedom of Information Act request. I haven't that read all 1,500 pages yet. As a quick insertion. Joe Rogan says, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> As a quick insertion, can you imagine? So I'm guessing people that follow this super closely probably knew what date that was scheduled to release, right? I, I, oh, yeah. I, I can only imagine the government was like, on this day, we're going to reveal some stuff. Yeah. 
So can you imagine what like Jeremy Corbell was doing? That oh, he was probably just, just dry humping us. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He, I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I mean, I guess you'd have to read. You would have to read the uh, in more detail. You know, if, if there's actual stories behind it and all that, I would think that there would have to be. Yeah, and what? if they're declassifying everything, you would think there'd be you know, legitimate info behind it. They wouldn't just come out and make a statement like that. And then that's right. it. You know, no, it's not just a headliner. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the the thing that I'm sorry, you're good. I was going to say, I'm picturing a scene where you hear these stories from the 1950s of people being abducted. And then you kind of hear their story. They've, they have eyewitness accounts or something. They go to the sheriff's office and they write it all down. But then you don't really hear what happened like two, Ten. Uh, nine months after. Yeah. Like 10 years after. Did that woman suddenly become pregnant out of the blue? Yeah. Yeah. Or it could have been just like that person's boyfriend that was making up the story. Like she got abducted. I don't know where the baby came from. <laughs> exactly. You know, something like that. You yeah. Know? And that's, that's exactly the way to look at this type of information. It is to be, it's a, it's, I think it's natural to be skeptical and it's good because like, you're trying to balance it. So that absolutely could be the case. Like yeah. the boyfriend yeah, but poked I mean, a hole in the condom. And the point I was just going <laughs> to, yeah. The old, the old hole in the Jimmy sleeve. I want um, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, the, the thing that, <laughs> that gets me on this though is like, you know, it, it seems like a lot of UFO talk gets thrown under the rug as like uh, the conspiracy theorists, you know nut jobs that have wrapped their head in tinfoil or whatever. But the fact that there's 1500 pages of Pentagon, uh, like classified materials that's being released shows that it's not just like nut jobs out there that are obsessed with UFOs like us. Yeah. But it's actually something that the government pays attention to. Yes. And that they have tracked obviously for a period of time, if there's 1500 pages and they're talking about radiation marks and unaccounted for pregnancies and this and that, like it's, it's something that they've had a, a concern with for a while. I yeah. mean, yeah, I, I would be curious to see if they've actually tracked. Okay. Those kids were born mm-hmm. now. DNA tests, DNA see, tests or you know, just like, like behavioral. Yeah. Or you would, yeah. you would hope that like they would, if there, it's if it's an unaccounted for pregnancy and nobody can explain it, follow that child through its life. I mean, Truman Show kind of stuff, but like follow that kid through its yeah. life and like, you know, like you said, DNA tests. Like, uh, is it more susceptible to like environmental issues or is it like immune to COVID or like, you know, just different yeah. things like that? Because if it's got that genetic makeup in it, what what might it be ex- have been a or precluded or whatever you want to say uh, from contacting on earth or maybe, you know, that it's, it's immunity to things that we currently deal with is gone. And all of a sudden it's more susceptible to getting like, you know, things that, that to us are in the past. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It, so it would be just very interesting um, to see this come and And if I recall correctly, the first release of some of this, information becoming declassified when I think the very first kind of drop as as I'm sure Jeremy Corbell calls it oh, there's a drop coming gotta get ready if I do but, recall correctly yeah he says or so essentially the drop comes and the first one I think was something surrounding UFOs themselves the vehicles like we've we've recognized these Navy videos and we don't know what these are like we've had 
yeah. all sorts of and, and that was like the first time that happened and if i remember it was right in the teeth of covid first hitting yeah. and i remember we were, we were all like what is hap- what is what's happening what, yeah <laughs> yeah suddenly like we're, and, we're and now like, russia's invading ukraine and all of a sudden we drop 1500 pages of it's great yeah we're just getting that the pentagon like the had. last two to three years we've just been hit with a bunch of yeah, crazy shit <laughs> they're slinging it they're they, slinging they're it. slinging, they're slinging shit. it at us literal shit yeah yeah and it's crazy i just thought about that like the first drop that they did was well you think right about it those era. those kids i mean i those kids that were were born from the unexplained pregnancy i mean they're they're alien children there like, technically if i mean yeah. I don't, if that's true. the thing like i there has to be they, they've got to be doing something like did Here's, you did you guys see the like the i don't know if it was a link that was posted on rogan's post or or something that was affiliated with you know the the release of information and the unaccounted for pregnancies and then they started drawing that into religion how like you know supposedly mary or you know, as as the Bible says, I shouldn't say supposedly. As the Bible says, Mary was the virgin mother of Christ, and then like possibly Christ was an alien. Like there, there was like the all these. We can cut this out, but there was all these like far-reaching theories then on like what that could mean to like significant people within history. Yeah, it, what, like, it's like that. That next set of information allows people that they, they just take it in every direction possible. oh yeah it's, it's like the that's where you draw out the nuts yeah like, yeah for sure that that's yeah. where you get like the kooks that are everyone's like, like oh, well, well this means this yeah like, they just it's like an ant like a the flat earthers come out flat earth, yeah exactly yeah. like everyone comes out of the woodworks to, to take on this new data and do with it what they will right, right. like it reminds me of um so last Friday, a week ago, uh, the 1950 census data released. It's the same type of thing. Like I, I get really interested in like genealogy, building out family trees, like figuring out who built our house in the 20, all that stuff. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. And, I, and so you can get an extra page in the, yeah. you know, like you, you get to know a little bit more. Like it just trickles in because uh, of the censuses. They don't release that until 72 years after they were taken. Yeah, it's it's almost like you said with everything going on, it's almost too much information right now. Mm-hmm. It's almost too much for the head to handle. I think it absolutely. I mean, it's it, it's proven. I mean, it's like look at what this woman did today. She just pulled up at a red light, dropped off her bag of McDonald's trash, and literally just drove through the red light. Like doesn't yeah. care about anything. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> people like that. It's a uh, you know what what everyone has gone through in the last two to three years uh, people, people are just are doing crazy shit state and they're doing crazy shit like that like yeah, they're just yeah. like i don't i'm just gonna drop i'm gonna throw this bag out i mean like, hell i'm in a fragile state you know even like I mean, can you imagine taking the extra step not to just not to press the power window and toss your trash out the window to actually open the door set it on the ground and then close like what do you it's just so odd but anyway as if that's the that's the dump yeah, just, as if, that's the trash right there. Yep. Yeah. So, getting back to the the recent drop of information, I think it is an interesting. It's like if the Harry Bo- Potter books came out and they released it one chapter at a time. Right. You get to yeah. you keep yeah. learning about the story, or Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Lord of the Rings. Lord yeah. of the Rings. Julia and I watched uh, Lord of the Rings: Fellowship of the Ring. 
the other day, like a weekend ago on just like a lazy day. And um, needless to say, I essentially watched. <laughs> she departed like 15 minutes in. But those movies are old. Departed. I feel like they're, they're 21 years old. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And like the CGI is not like that good. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it looks like a older movie now. It's so weird. Time flies. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to the aliens with abrasions and unforeseen pregnancies. I think it's a really interesting chapter in the story of aliens. It is. And the the lore of what well, might be. Yeah, it's it's I mean, we've talked about it a number of times. Like there there's oh, here's a video of a unidentified ship that a naval pilot saw or, you know, we're seeing these things off the coast, you know, going in and out of the water. It's like one drop of information, another drop. Now it's on to like maybe human encounters and, and real shit. Yeah. Like what, what could have happened, unexplained things that have happened to people or whatever. And it, it just, it's like, there's, there's a build coming and it, you know, to your point earlier, like, all right, we've gone through a pandemic. We're now facing a really, you know, tense situation with Russia, Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. And if these people like, or these beings, assuming that they are actually here and, and some of the stories that we talked about are true and they want us to care for our earth, now would be a good time to intercept because yeah, yeah. We've, we're on the brink of like somebody dropping a nuke, you know, or, or, you know, just shit going sideways for earth between coming out of a pandemic and then a, you know, tip, like a world war three situation mm -hmm. on the brink. Yep. Now would be a good time to like settle us all down and just be like, all right, we're here to police you a little bit. Stay in your lane, people. <laughs> or, a, yeah, go ahead. or, or if we know they're already here, like if, if our intelligence knows that they're here already, then just tell us, you know, just, yeah. just tell us right now. Like stop the tease. Yep. Stop the tease. I'm going to, I'm going to start wearing a t-shirt that says, well, Elon stop bought the tease. Twitter. 9%. Yep. So, or yeah, yeah he's like, He's 9%. got a, a good share in it anyway. So now if we want to drop any info, he's got the keys to the... He's got the keys to the castle. Yeah. He, um, yeah, that was an interesting move. And the, the upside with him getting involved in that, and I, not to get political, um, it is a, a person that we, we know is not afraid to say what they want to say, right? Like Elon mm -hmm. does that all the time. He's pretty unfiltered. Yeah, he just says what is on his mind. And most of what he has to say is pretty intelligent uh mo i feel like the majority of people would agree and him getting involved in twitter which has been under so much fire for becoming so woke and like you can't politicize yeah it's become so politicized which is so filtered. odd yeah and in their censorship issues becoming so gen e z yeah exactly so elon getting involved with with twitter is um a good thing oh for sure it's gonna be a, it's better yeah. for society i think yeah, so I mean, here's the question getting back into the aliens here's here was my question and this is going to get metaphysical we should have like a little song where it's like getting metaphysical yeah with like a little beat to it mm -hmm. it's like an intro to the next physical <laughs> and then we go into it <laughs> here's your medic metaphysical thought for the for the month go on so you have a scenario where if this is uh, true if there's un like no one saw this pregnancy coming the woman was single had never never had sex before she like she was 
it was unexpected. There's she no, was a virgin. Yeah, she was a virgin. Like a virgin. Or maybe not a virgin, but it hasn't been like seen anybody. Yeah. You know? she, yeah, exactly. So that happens. And whether or not they decided to follow along with the, the child, do you think that that individual knows... Well, you would that think they're no. an alien. Like, do you think no. that, or do you think they? I mean, think we don't know where we came. From. Like, can how far back can you really recall? Like, I, I, I have, which I think is pretty astounding. I have some memories when I was like two, and then I have like preschool memories, mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, prior to that, nobody remembers anything. Like, and and look at like a child that is adopted. If you adopt a child when they're like six months old, they don't know, and yeah. you don't tell them that you're not their biological parent, they never know the difference. So it's the distinguishing factor, though. Is it if we're getting metaphysical? We're t- if if we're talking well, metaphysics, we're getting meta- we're, we're getting way we're, we're past the right intro now. song, so we're here. Um, if we're talking metaphysics, we are saying it's we're a it's a it. known fact that alien like there's yeah. you know I mean, it's a factor, but they in, don't know they're aliens. Elon's an right. alien and he doesn't know it. He could have He's, been one of those kids. But the distinguishing factor is did aliens intelligent more intelligent than us in, encounter our planet and then just want to essentially like continue what we have going on cuz that that would be the argument for the the child that's born doesn't know but that would just be like aliens saying like let's just populate, you know, let's impregnate them. Yeah, let's just <laughs> let's just keep it going versus them saying like we're going to do this because it is the yes there's it's going to throw up some flags that it's a unforeseen pregnancy but at the end of the day you know they're giving birth to what looks like a human so they're gonna it's a it's end a person day, right end of the day it happens so it, they, yeah, they're not, it happens <laughs> they're not gonna think anything different but but my point being is then they know like they're they're leaning on that as being a very discreet way to enter one of their kind into our world yeah right like they they, and they've you studied think that they're they're tracking that person yeah that's what i'm saying and maybe that person knows i don't maybe that person is elon or somebody like we've and they have these behavioral quirks and they're kind of goofy because they're not like really human <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but they kind of are so they've, i don't know they've had to relearn to talk because they're used to just reading someone else's mind yeah yeah and he's going for neuralink now yeah he's getting lo- he, he well that, that i mean i yeah, just saying that's the curious thing about him is like all the things that you hear about aliens like they don't speak they don't have mouths they they just communicate you know telepathically or however without words and now he's going to develop Neuralink yeah which would then lead to us becoming that yeah and my thinking on it with yeah. Elon and this is like the devil's advocate to um it not necessarily being the fact that Elon's an alien. This this theory would be Elon is a, a normal human. He's just a genius and this whatever. In his eyes, I feel like if you were to ask him, you know, do aliens exist? He would say, yeah. And then he would say, it's not to say that they necessarily encountered us and like are trying, like I'm not an alien kind of deal. It's more or less that our society is now reaching a status where we can, like we we're on the bar of something like, a yeah. more intelligent hey, on this topic i don't mean to cut you off david right. on this topic i have a good thing that i just heard on a rogan podcast with a i don't know what the guy it was a, it was a phd but he some some type of role within like evolution and kind of how we came to be type position 
and I think he was at Harvard. But a lot of the studies on humans say that based on how quickly we've advanced to the point that we are, it should have taken 10 billion years for us to get here. Mm -hmm. But the earth is only 4 billion years old. So mm -hmm. either we've advanced at a much more rapid rate than, than I guess, everything that they can come up with in, in the way that we evolved from basically a single cell organism to what we are now should have taken 10 billion years. Yeah. And they're saying, did somebody or something intervene and advance us or were we transplanted to earth because yeah. earth is only 4 billion years old. Yeah. And keeping on the it, topic, the of, timelines don't match up for if you're like, this is still within the metaphysics conversation. Um, so that evolutionary theory is true. Like, so if you look at something like it, like think about other animals, they, we all might've started at different points, but the reality is that as, as smart and self-aware as a dog or a, like a whale is, it's not what we've evolved to. Mm -hmm. Like we're yeah. on, we're on another level to the point where it's like to, to that individual's point, like, was there something that intervened or is it truly just, humans oops humans like just the, the the path in the evolutionary tree that we all started from but in a our, way our little vein just happened to yeah. be like legit I don't yeah know. in a way i feel like we're getting dumber yeah <laughs> we're receding <laughs> that, you know we are receding. i, I would i feel totally like we agree are. with that goes yeah. back to the uh the story of the woman dropping her trash on the road that kind of thing yeah, you know exactly. it's just like, it well, just happens now and it's are accepted we just getting that just that are we that dumb yeah Destroying a Saturn 1B rocket. Are we that dumb? Yeah. Coming, um, coming full circle. I, well, one, exactly. One of the things I was going to say when you brought up uh, Elon, uh, he's actually said on, I think on Rogan, that um, it's not, he doesn't think, or he, he thinks that, uh, w you know, we would know about them now or uh, they would make themselves aware. Like, it's almost like he, he actually has been asked by Rogan, do you believe that aliens are around? He, he almost thinks that it's not the case because yeah. they would have, you know, why would you have, why would we not already have known this? Like, yeah, his aliens answer, are idiots and they're you know. far more advanced than us. But his answer when he's asked those types of questions is always like, like he, he's definitely, it seems like at least a firm believer of like anything could be possible. Yeah. So if you're saying like, are aliens possible? He'd be like, yeah. Are, is it possible that we are literally the only self-aware intelligent beings in the universe, like in everywhere? He could say possibly, yeah. That's why he, you know, he talks about the um, simulation theory. Possible, sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, crack that. Yeah, another beer. This is another Moon Room series. Read it. Vienna style lager. Ooh, we've had a we've had a Vienna style, haven't we? Yeah. Under a the, couple. it was under the ecliptic uh, name though. Yeah. This is their first moon room. Yeah. One, yeah. The 2022 ecliptic brewing moon room series is our own ode to all things. Lager beer lagered for six weeks. This traditional Vienna style lager has notes of oven fresh bread and mm. caramel candy. Mm. Mm. It is balanced caramel with just enough noble hops. I think no. we picked the right one to uh, end it. To oh, end yeah. it. This 5. sounds 6. like a... To send it. Sounds like a nice, light, fluffy dessert. 5.6 ABV. Let's go. Let's go. Mm. When it said... Sounds good. Of, like sounds fresh, good pouring in. Fresh bread. Oh, that just... 
I can smell it now. Caramel. Caramel. Nice. Matthew? Yes. My glass. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing this is the last one because I think I'm good at this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Oh, oh. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's, a comer- that's commercial grade, folks. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Check that out. Perfect pour. No overflow. Right to the top. Cheers, All right, boys. Cheers. Yep. One final. Final, final. Final sample. Thank you, Ecliptic. Thank you. This might be the most beer we've drank on this podcast in a while. Oh, that's good. Crispy. That's, oh, that's, that's really good. So nice. It's exactly what I needed. It's light, drinkable, and a perfect beer to end the night. Very good. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, who knows if Elon is an alien? I don't know. He is. I think he is. I, mean, I think he's I just know. a super like, genius that... Either he is or he just has this, like, it, this way to open his mind to this new idea and introduce us commoners to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have thought of a lot of the things that he thinks of. But that's what makes him a genius. But that also is what makes me think he might be an alien. Well, I, yeah. he also has the money to back it up. Yes. So I've got a lot of crazy ideas. But do I have the money yeah. to do that? He's paired no. it with a ability to just win this game of life, right? Like he just knows how to... I don't know if it's like how he communicates or he gets people to back him and he's succeed. Like this, this game of life that we live, he is... He just he he's has like so winning. much momentum. Yeah, and like, he's just like it's like a video game. It when, seems like when he bought whatever percent of Twitter, nine like, percent, yeah, nine. Pe- people are like out of their minds, like yes, Elon's an owner now. Like you, you know, it's like he just has this like army behind him, mm-hmm. rightfully so, because the guy's a genius and he's he's pushing the boundaries of normal, you know, existence that we know. It, it's just it's it's fascinating to watch how he has this momentum behind him. And it's like, no matter what the cause is, whether it's like space exploration, electronic cars, you know, Neuralink w- tunnels, whatever, or just Twitter and unfiltered speech. Yeah. It, he has this following that just is, is amazing to watch. Like, and I, I'm, I'm fully, you're on board. Too. You're on yeah. board. I'm, I'm he, yeah. the, well, the, the other crazy thing too not to get down the whole thing of the Twitter thing, but mm-hmm. he based what his decision not to do that on a poll that he put on Twitter. Mm. Yeah. 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 He's, he's rolling. He's got the ability to just go off the cuff with stuff like that and be like, Hey, I'm, he, who knows? Maybe even if he put any thought to that a day before the decision, like he maybe maybe it was that off the cuff. And, but I think the interesting thing with him is it is kind of a cultural swing you be like, look at how we as a culture uh, view talk about um, kind of put up uh, like an Albert Einstein type person or yeah. a Nikola. Type, like these individuals in time throughout culture, like sparingly for sure. There's very few of them, but like they pop up and they become a cult phenomenon because they're they're doing. But they're they're a genius. Think and, about to that point. Think about what how much bigger. Elon's sphere of influence is by the fact that he can just tweet out. Yeah. You know, like Tesla or, you know, the people that have come before him that may have been of that same kind of genetic code or whatever you want to call it. 
didn't have like that platform to reach worldwide. Yeah. Elon does, and he he's ha- a modern like, day yeah. version of that. Yeah, and imagine like how cool that would be. Just you know, you come to the table tonight and say, "I've got more money than anybody on Earth. All I got to do is cash in a couple of Tesla stocks or whatever." What do you want me to do with it? And just put it out to the, you know, Twitter, Twitter sphere, or, you know, however you want to broadcast it. And they say, oh, well, buy 9% of Twitter. And, and we want to see what you do with it because you've got, we like what you're doing or, you know, whatever your reason is for, for telling them that, like to have that kind of influence over really all of humanity mm-hmm. is just, it's kind of crazy. That's what makes me think he's an alien. Yeah, because That's a he's good point. because uh, you know generally it seems that his intents are good, um, and I think that's why people stand behind him. You know, they they they're looking at the world like any normal person would, and they're saying, you know, there's certain issues or there's certain things that could be improved, and this guy's doing it, and he seems to be doing it right. He's so the dude we're picking stand up behind him. the McDonald's trash out of that woman's car. He's doing it, yeah. and he's doing it right. Like just yeah. you know, he's trying to make a better. I, well, I shouldn't say that because I think some of what he's doing is pushing the limits of like, you know, like Neuralink. It's 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 pushing yeah. us beyond like, do where we, need we naturally would be. He's, right. But the other part of me is like, you know, there's there's a good intent behind it because obviously it's going to be used to treat medical disabled and yeah. uh, you know, in, that individuals. Kind of yeah, that side of it I'm all about. I but, don't know what he's doing behind the scenes privately. Like I don't know what he donates to and all that kind of stuff, but. Um, you know, he has talked about, um, you know, just how easy it would be, I think, for the world to solve world hunger. He's, he's talked about stuff like that, like how easy it would be and mm-hmm. uh, the amount of money we spend in other things that we shouldn't be doing that we could just use that money to solve that problem about yeah. hungry people. Or like when he, but yeah, or when he talks yeah. about the um, solar power, like he, I think he, I can't, I don't want to name a number, but he said this certain you know, seemingly small in the grand scheme plot of land in like northern Utah where it's just desert, you know, I don't know, call it 60,000 acre or something, you know, a big patch of land. But if you were to make that just all solar panels, you'd power like the whole United States. Yeah. Because it's like 300 days of sunshine there. Yeah. And you could harvest so much energy if you just, all right, we're not going to drill there, but if we just put solar panels there, great. We can power, you know, this many major cities in the country like yeah and and so i feel like his intents his intent is usually in that vein like where he's he sees the world differently and he sees how he can prove it there's other people like him that aren't as big of a name like there's a i can't think of the name off the top of my head but a guy who like even in high school i think developed this idea to build this giant kind of almost like a net thing that just runs to the ocean Especially oh, yeah. the Pacific, yeah, the, what do they call it? Pacific garbage patch or whatever. Yeah, like where the island the, of where plastic. It, it kind of all spins together uh, based on the currents. His his company, he he that guy reminds me of Elon too. Like you get these individuals, they have the best intent, right? They're trying to do something that will truly make a difference on humanity. And that I think is the definition of what is a like the the folks that could be defined as like an Elon or yeah. an Albert yeah. Einstein. Like that's what they have a capability to do something that just everyone else doesn't have. Right? Yeah. Well, and I think everything, I guess, like 
the reason I bring up, you know, I don't know what he does behind the scenes privately, like right. as far as donating to things and all that kind of stuff. But everything that he does, just based on the way he's wired, has to do with technology improvements and and things like that. Like just because of his background and and the way his his brain works, like the, all his ideas, some way or another, are connected to something that improves technology in some way, and that either it benef either it's benefiting. Uh, you know, I, I guess people in general, like as far as energy or internet or things like that, or it has to do with just general like exploration, things mm-hmm. like that too. So yeah, I mean, I think just him being the, the science guy that he is, I think that that's more or less the stuff that we, you, you see in, in public and, and, um, on the news is always going to be that, like that technology driven change yeah. that could benefit society yep. rather than maybe you know whatever he does behind the scenes privately and that kind of thing um that that are other issues that we see you know social issues that we see but yeah. i'm sure he's yeah. he's doing a lot with that too i would imagine but yeah know. he has you know certain channels for that side where he's you know po- he posts things unfiltered about opinions he has on what goes on in the world socially but i agree with you that he is most interested in kind of that engineer mindset of advancing humankind, you know, in any, in any, any format, whether that's just making things more convenient or whether that's actually getting people onto another planet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I just remembered how I was, what I was going to bring up. This is a good segue. Oh, good. Go on. Speaking about the idea of getting a human to another planet, right? We've gotten humans to, to the moon, maybe Mars in our lifetime and how that seems like such a giant step. But one thing that was, we haven't talked about it because it just released in the in the uh, span of time that we've recorded since. And it was the actual um, fully oriented image from James Webb Space Telescope. Did you see mm-hmm. that? Yeah. No. So when we were talking with the speciation bros, uh, Mitch and Ward, we at that time had seen a James Webb Space Telescope image that it was out in its final form the sun shields had deployed it was ready to go but they're in this still preliminary testing phase and so they took a photo without the mirrors being honed on that area and what you ultimately got is you got a perfect image of what they were focusing on which was a star but then everything around was just black and it was just mirrored images of that star in the pattern of the mirrors right so Mm -hmm. they were just focusing on one thing they knew they weren't that was just the point of just does the telescope actually work? Does it send data back? Like troubleshooting, right? After 20 years of development. After 20 years of development, yeah, they got to see how it works in the field. And But then now they've honed the, the mirrors. Yeah. And that picture, it's still the focus is on the star, but every single dot in the sky around that is a galaxy. Yeah. It is mind-blowing. Yeah. And so that that's, to my point, like to, to seemingly make this jump from... Uh, earth to mars even feels like i mean it is it would be the most phenomenal thing that humans would have ever achieved um in the same vein as the moon landing yeah and then now you're looking at like just this the 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 span the absolute magnitude of the galaxy or of the uh universe is wild of the cosmos of the cosmos yeah you're getting a, a little and that's just a tiny snapshot of that too 
Yeah. You know, think of they exactly. It's just the same thing when they took the Hubble and they just took a a snapshot of of one mm-hmm. portion of deep space. Yeah. Think of all the galaxies and everything like that that were in that just that one photo. We've talked about that before. Yeah. And it's crazy. <laughs> Listen to this headline. Sorry. Regarding James Webb. Yeah. <clears throat> the observatory's MIRI instrument. I don't know what that is. That stands for. Mm, not sure. Something near. Yeah. Yeah. Instrument needs to cool down to almost or to absolute zero. The temperature where the motion of atoms stops before it can start observing the universe. Crazy. Like, how's it not that cold yet? Well, it's, you would think it'd well, it, be yeah, pretty quick. I think it, so Cause the, but it, it is mean, now, but yeah, yeah. I'm just like, like you'd think it'd be instantaneous. You to, yeah, yeah. You need to cool down to that point in yeah. order to observe atoms at that level. Well, like that's just, yeah, I mean, it's nuts that we have that technology. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably be, I mean, that thing has to, uh, I mean, with any telescope you bring outside, you have to let it sit outside if it's, if yep. it's a cooler temp, just so the, the mirror and everything can, I mean, I, I guess adapt fog. to the, yeah, yeah, it doesn't fog and all that. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what it is, but you would think it'd be instantaneous. Think how cold, what, how cold is space? Let's Google that right well, now. Well, I mean, yeah, if it's like, yeah. if it's just, if you're in deep space, how cold, I mean, yeah. it's gotta Hold be on. what negative well, 400 it's, it's degrees, zero, right? I think it's zero Kelvin or whatever yeah. that, that scale is, which is yeah. to the point it's the coldest you can get, you know? Um, or, I mean, cause there hell, is no, yeah. You're on the dark side of the moon. It's <laughs> minus 600 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. According to Google, deep space is about minus 455 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Minus 455 Fahrenheit. That's a little bit chilly. It is. I wonder, like, the you know, you, again, talk about, like, we're limited to the engineering we know on Earth. Like, how do you design a telescope that, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, I guess... I would worry about like how brittle it would become once it's out there because it's that cold. I mean, we we know what it would perform or how it would perform on earth, but Mm -hmm. at minus 455 Fahrenheit, we got to get a thermodynamics guru on this podcast because it's a a really interesting question, but I'm guessing there's some sort of like physics thing with like thermodynamics where certain materials regardless of how cold they get, they yeah. still maintain like, like I think that's gotta be well, the case, but, and I would, I mean like if I, and I'm just, I'm an idiot on this, but like, like a, a massive iron I beam that you would see like in a building, mm-hmm. if at minus four fifty five Fahrenheit, I could walk up to it and flick it and it broke. That's kind of problematic. For yeah. Design. Yeah. Cause you look at liquid yeah. nitrogen, right? When they dip like an apple in yeah. liquid nitrogen and then they flick it and it just like yeah. shatters, shatters. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's yeah. a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it has to do, I mean, it's all based on the material that they use for the whole, you know, uh, telescope in general. I think a lot of that is just, it's, it's probably insulated material and it's special, like, you know, super, super deep space special like materials that you would only you know that basically were were made from like the apollo era Mm -hmm. uh, that they're probably still using that are you know are the reason that the arms can open and uh, the panels can open when that thing gets up there Mm because it's so cold yeah i would think it's probably a lot to do with just what you're using for that um for the 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 actual set or satellite or whatever happens to be Mm -hmm. that goes up there it i mean you can't just 
you know, send a, a wooden telescope up there and hope for the right. best. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can't you can't just send a Dobsonian up there. Yeah, they're high mean, spec. Yeah. Sounds like a challenge to me. No, yeah. well, well, and hey, honestly, we have somebody sitting right here that has sent something into space. Yes, it was very cold when it came back. Yeah. But that was very near, near, near Earth space. The space low, jam. The space jam, yeah. But when even when we retrieved that, um, call it a package, uh, what we sent up in the weather balloon, even when we retrieved it, which was a fair bit of time, you know, we had to we had a GPS tracker so we could see the general area in which it landed. But it landed in the middle of a soybean farm, like deep into the. It's like okay, so we know it's in this, but how are yeah. we going to find this? It took a while, and even when after a couple hours of searching, it was still cold. Yeah, yeah, like the 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 GoPro was like fogged up and at the yeah. end and, and cold. It's uh, well, yeah. You, wild and with that you would think that with as low as that was and in and i mean technically it wasn't even really in orbit it was still right it was near earth yeah near, near earth it would still have some heat from just the reflection of the sun on the oh, earth big time, yeah. and, and the launch yeah. i mean that's friction well the word this is the weather balloon we're talking I, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. but but yeah to, to your point it's probably nowhere near negative four it's probably like i don't know negative 100 i don't know <laughs> what it is only negative 300 yeah, only, <laughs> exactly uh, you could go out in shorts, but it, it it is interesting. Like you get into deep space, you you no longer have any air resistance. It's just wild to think that this telescope has inserted itself into this deep space orbit in our solar system, and it's now gathering images that are not only going to be mind blowing just from the the sake of looking at it, like we we're describing the very first one. All these dots in the background are all galaxies. Like wow, that's mind blowing. But then how do you utilize that data to, they're going to be able to do that. This was just like the first, like we just got a new iPhone and we're going to take the first photo on it before we know what it's really capable. That's what that was. And it's insane. Right. If you sent an iPhone hey, up there, it'd be a little quick bit question. Frozen. Cool. Don't look at my phone. Okay. I hold okay. the answer. What, if you had to guess, what in Fahrenheit is the temperature on the dark side of the moon? Hmm. Since we're talking deep space temps, yep. what your GoPro might have gotten to, what's the temp do you think on the dark side of the moon? I thought it was uh, in in the Fahrenheit. the difference between sunlight and shadow was about six hundred Fahrenheit, right, on the moon, or maybe not. Maybe, I thought it was. It could. I think that's a reasonable guess. I don't know the answer, I it, I but I would say that one. the dark side is like negative one hundred twenty. What's your guess, David? I thought it was like 600 degrees or something. Maybe maybe I'm way off on that one, but I thought it was like minus 600. Let's hear it. Minus 387. 387. Oh, okay. okay, so it's pretty close to the temp of just that was deep kinda, space. Yeah. Kind of pretty damn cold. I don't know why it would be. Why would I say it was would be colder than deep space? I don't know. I thought for some reason I thought uh but the di- what you're saying, the difference, like between yeah. the hottest and the yeah. cold, that might be yeah. 600. Yeah, 600. Oh yeah, here you yeah. go. Here you go. Um, the average temperature on the moon at the equator um, in mild altitudes varies 298 degrees Fahrenheit, minus 138 degrees Celsius at night, to 224 degrees Fahrenheit, 106 degrees Celsius during the day. Wow. That's that, that's see, that's insane. the crazy thing. Like yeah. you literally could put like a bathing suit on and go stand out there. Yeah, you could the boil. Day. Yeah, you could boil. You could just drop <laughs> a droplet of water and it would just like 
yeah. instantaneously. Yeah. And it wouldn't have any gravity either. It wouldn't, yeah. It's not like it falls down and then boils on the ground. No, it, it just, just would like, just like float the second, there and then vaporize. The second you pulled it out of the droplet, it would just. Yeah. That's just crazy. imagine. Hey, I have another question. Yes. We haven't heard anything about Captain Planet, have we, David? Oh, I was going to bring this up. I was going to say no. my guess for Captain Planet is based on the clues you've been laying down. Which I don't think you were. I was not at all. <laughs> and uh, I think I dropped the ball on that one again. But I hate to... I, I'm sorry, Jay Saw, because you gave me shit for that last time I saw you. Oh, yeah. When we did... Yeah. That, oh, yeah but uh, we'll have to say that for episode 54. <laughs> episode 54. We should have... Yeah. Should we just do rock, paper, scissors again between Matt and I and one of us comes up with the Captain Planet? <laughs> because d well, you won rock, paper, scissors. Well... And well, now you dropped it twice. I feel like we. I feel like um, I'm just the anticipation. It's it's the buildup. I'm just trying to keep you guys anxious. Next time I will have one. All right. It'll yeah? be, okay. So we'll do. Yeah. Let's right. do that. So you get Hold you, me you to get it. your one more chance, and then it's three strikes. You're and out. I'm off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, then it would be one of the two of us has to start it. Yeah. Rock paper but scissors. We'll, is next, the only so way. episode fifty four will be the reveal of the first Captain Planet. Yeah. That'd just be, like 52 and 51 well, or 53 there was a lot of a lot of hype going into 52 and i forgot that was you know you can't blame me there i don't blame yeah, you at all because that blame was you. well that one there was like you, you had know, a job you had one job we're trying to yeah, yeah i i could see it but but then the second time <laughs> you just let us down again david and uh we really don't know what to do with you right now Captain Planet. What would you say it is that you actually do around here? <laughs> Captain, <coughs> Captain Planet yeah. will be uh, episode 54. So have we actually agreed whether it's going to be just something in space in our solar system or is it's it... It's got to be a planet. A okay. planet, yeah. I think to yeah. start. I think to yeah. start. We a do planet. planet. Until we run a out. Planet. A planet. Uh, and then once we run out of the planets, and we, we're, we're going to include Pluto. Let's bring it, yeah. bring it back in. Yeah. Um, it should have been there the whole yeah. time. Yeah, it's... It's it's a planet. Let's be real. It's a conspiracy against Pluto. Yeah. Um, it's smaller than our moon, though. That's the crazy it thing. Is, it is small, but it, it has... You know, you see other, like, deep space objects, and, and they're, like, cru- like, like an asteroid is all, like, jagged and stuff. It's still, like, a... Spherical. It's got its own yeah. mass. Yeah. Like, I think it's a planet. Yeah. Anyway. How the fuck did somebody find that? Telescopes, Like, bro. it's smaller than our moon, and they found it out way out and yeah. they were able to track that it was orbiting because of our sun because they could see the the flash and the reflection and, the, and from there they can determine whether it's rotating and and actually uh orbiting our our solar that's just sun nutty to me all. yeah, yeah when you think about like early astronomy it's pretty mind-blowing yeah that they're not only crafting the ability to see that far with a telescope or with you know math really um and trajectories and looking at all sorts of orbiting orbital dynamics at that era, you know, you're talking yeah. about well, the early ages of modern yeah. intelligence. And before we had anything that could go that far out and see it or anything like that, they can figure out how big it is roughly and uh, how far away it is based on the yeah. light it's reflecting. Exactly. And how quickly yeah. it reflects it. Um, yep. And that, that's crazy to me. A lot of the stars that we see, then we're seeing light that is like thousands of light years old that we're seeing. For, from stars that are potentially not even there anymore mm-hmm. and they can that's how they figure out you know how far away things are and, and how big they are and whether it's you know whether it's uh, 
three times the size of our sun or not. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy to me. It's like wild. And, and they used to do that before we had all this crazy technology that we have now. Mm-hmm. What were we going to say, Nathan? Well, I just been more, doing more research more on Google, my phone. More here. Google facts. Yeah. Okay. So the temperature in low orbit can vary from 60 degrees Celsius. Okay. So pretty warm. Really warm. Yep. What like 32 is like 30, well, close so to 100, uh, isn't it? 21 degrees Celsius is room temp. Like 72. Okay. Yeah. So 60 is, call it 200 yeah, degrees. Yeah, 100 degrees Celsius is boiling. So pretty yeah. pretty hot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two minus, oh, I'm sorry. I lost my page. I'm going to say like minus 50 degrees Celsius. 150. 150. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, so, so like, it varies a lot. Yeah. It, like, uh, you know, the, the dude what's his bomb guard or whatever that did the, like the low. Oh yeah. 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 The, the, the drop from an air uh, yeah. weather balloon. Like he could have been, in, he could have been in any temp from 60 to minus minus one fifty. I wonder if that depends too on where the, I mean, I'm sure it, to- it does. Where totally the sun's depends at. on the time of day. Like yeah, time if, of day if and- the earth is rotating away, I'm sure you're closer to like, you know, 20 degrees Celsius. Yep. Not 60 when you're like directly facing it, but yeah. still, you know, I don't know that that's just crazy to me that you can have that big a fluctuation just based on being in the shadow of earth. Well, and it just puts into perspective too. you know, we were talking about looking at a single image and seeing so many galaxies, you look at the image from afar and you're like, Oh yeah, those are just stars. You know, literally every one of those is a galaxy. And within our galaxy, there's how many hundreds of thousands of solar systems like in just ours. So, but it's just the idea of, the deep space being so treacherous and then our little pocket of like, like you get through this little bubble of atmosphere and then it's never, you're safe. You're safe. You're good. Yeah. Come on in. The thing Uh, that is even more crazy to me that I, I I really can't wrap my head around is just the fact that it's just a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. Literally is like, if you were to take your helmet off and try to try to breathe, nothing. Yeah. Just nothing. There's no, yeah. It's crazy. No air. No air. Like no you oxygen. just, I can't even really like fathom what that must be like if you were out there without anything. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. There's nothing. You, yeah, you, you'd last. I don't even. I don't even know if you would last to unconsciousness. Like you might just. I think you would vaporize. freeze. I think yeah, you'd like freeze. freeze and vaporize. I think you would freeze first. Yeah. At least that's how the movies portray. It. You know, like in a. What's that one movie with the Martian uh, Sandra Bullock? That it's kind of terrible. Yeah. Oh, where, George like, Clooney. I can't, yeah, maybe that one. I feel like there's movies out there that, yeah. you know, where they take, they, like, their helmet comes off and they just, like, freeze. They freeze at first and then, like, you know, that's how they, they probably do, that happens before they stop breathing. But, yeah. but either way, it's just that, that treacherous nature of deep space or space in general and then coming back into, like, our little bubble. It's, it's wild. Yeah. It's Goldilocks. Yeah. You're just yeah. It in is. this nice little the Goldilocks comfy planet. pocket here. Yeah. I mean, we bitch about being 35 degrees and raining out, but honestly, you could be on Pluto. <laughs> yeah. You could be say. on a gaseous planet with no, yeah, no, nothing to stand on. Yeah, it's wild. Exactly. But anyway, well, I think we're dry on our four ecliptic beers. I am dry. Um, we dented them. We did. Yeah. So did. cheers again to ecliptic, the Mars and Lager, Vienna style Lager, Batch 5000, Barley Wine Ale, and then the uh, Vega 13. Fantastic. All of them. Um, just unbelievably good. Yeah, they. Yeah, you have to go if you're in Portland. 
and you have an art. I feel like if you live in Portland or you've Colorado, been there. we or brought Colorado. it back. Yeah, exactly. Where they're distributing now, um, go check them out for sure. But um, all that said, we will uh, catch you on the next episode. Follow us on social if you'd like at Eclipse on Tap for Instagram and Twitter, and the Facebook page as well. And then Eclipse on Tap space for the website. Um, and if you like what you're hearing, give us a review or a, a shout out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify podcast or wherever you get your podcasts cheers yeah. cheers we'll see you next month for episode 50 54 54 and planet and of the planet month. <laughs> captain planet will be present this this time. it's it's like we're doing one of those like reality shows where we cut to a commercial right before i'm about to say something yeah. revealing yeah exactly so that's what we're, cliffhanger. we're, just, we're just teasing we're cliffhanging Good for episode tease, 54 it well, might it, it's it's being advertised for 54 it might be here 59 yeah we'll see but either way, it'll be here eventually. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, we'll see you then. Cheers. Cheers.